1: Hello and welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights Podcast with me, Georgie Courage-Cole. This week I'm joined by Lou Huff, Laura Black and Adiola Boyega. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So, if you've not been watching, listening, reading, then you might have missed that Athena is now a Sherlock's contributor, which is very exciting. Oh, is so
2: excited.
1: And she's <laughs> here for her first podcast.
2: Yes, ever. ever. With Sherlock. Oh, I'm
1: thrilled <laughs> we're your first. Anyway, well, it's all very relaxed. It's Monday morning. The sun is shining. I feel like everyone's in quite a good mood for yeah. Monday today.
2: And everyone looks lovely in the office. All of you are wearing your summer dresses. Well, you too. I you
1: too. Know. We're <laughs> <My laughs> sitting very, s- we're the most spaced apart I've ever been for a. <laughs> Podcast, I think. Anyway, how? What everyone's weekend? I do I'm going to start with you. What were you up to?
2: So I was in Germany last week for a whole week. You were, yeah. Oh. So we're doing trainings because we're going to be launching in Germany, Pat McGrath Labs, which is super exciting. So I did about three cities: Frankfurt to Hamburg to Munich, then back to London.
1: So you are the national
2: educational oh, makeup artist yeah.
1: manager, yes. or Pat McGrath, yeah. Who is just amazing, amazing. I have to say, if people aren't really that familiar with that then there's an amazing Desert Island Discs yeah. podcast that she did. It's yeah. excellent. She's amazing. And so you train all her makeup artists in the UK yeah. so they're up to date with the latest trends, etc. Et yeah.
2: And now we're expanded into Europe, which is super exciting as well. And how was Germany? It was good. I mean I didn't get to see much of Germany because we were literally like, you know, traveling and then going from city to city, but it was a really nice experience. And to meet everybody that's so excited Pat to be launching over there as well.
1: And what's she doing? Recruiting makeup artists to be on counter? Recruiting,
2: or but also training, because obviously the different stores that they're gonna be going into. So obviously they work across different brands, so letting them know about who Pat McGrath is, you know, showcasing the brand, selling it to the brand to all of them and letting them I know. Mean,
1: you could tell me anything. And <laughs> is so bloody beautiful. I'm literally <laughs> sitting here on a Monday morning. <laughs> and look at you just thank you glowing glowing that skin of yours I'm in awe anyway so you be in Germany yeah. and how was coronavirus in Germany what did it was it feel good like?
2: everyone was wearing their masks obviously practising social distancing so yeah it felt like being here but in another country I think because obviously I had my work mode on it wasn't like I was there to kind of like holiday mm. but everyone was really respectful of space and you know it was literally just like being in the UK so it was fine. and you're
1: allowed now to be a makeup artist again aren't
2: you yeah so, Services are back open, which is so exciting because after months of not being able to do anything... You know, I was really having itchy fingers, but yeah, yeah it's great now. Uh, Laura, how was your weekend?
3: Mine was good. Mine was a tale of two halves. So that one of my great <laughs> friends has moved out of London, oh. which is really sad. So we went to stay with them. and The world and his wife has moved out of London. Oh. I, mean, <laughs> left. I know. They did it pre-lockdown and they nailed their timing and their setup is literally the dream. Really? Yeah, it was just insane. But on the way back, our car broke down oh, no. and yeah, six hours waiting for the AA. (laughs) two hours to get home because those pickup trucks only go at 50 miles an hour. Oh, my God.
1: God. And where were you waiting? On the side of the motorway?
3: No, we weren't. So thankfully, we were in, we'd been for this walk and then Ed reversed and it, yeah. Anyway, something went wrong. We'd had it in last week for a service and they hadn't reattached something properly. Yeah.
1: Anyway,
3: and I had a lot to do yesterday afternoon, which is why we left in the morning to get back. And I didn't get back until. Eight where's top. your
1: compensation for mm. that car? Well,
3: and, and will they own up for it? And they're really helpfully closed on a Monday, so. Mm. As you can imagine, tension was, um, yeah. Oh yeah. my
1: God, poor you, three
3: children, yeah. that long? Yeah, and two of them were the ill, way? and yeah, anyway, it's fine, they were home and in bed by quarter to nine, so it wasn't too bad, but Oh I was, God, yeah. like the anxiety
1: as a mother on a Sunday night, <laughs> where, Yeah, oh I gosh. think I handled it quite well, but it pushed me, Fantastic. I'm not going to lie, yeah. yeah. My whole family were in bed at 8.30 last night, like the whole house... Three. I mean, that's all you want on Sunday night, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> with my book. Oh, a bar, bar. Yeah. and a book. <laughs> and I was tucked up. T- it was absolutely I had 10 hours sleep. Oh, so nice. Okay, well, I wasn't. Uh, um,
4: poor you. Lou, what about you? We went back to Bristol for the weekend. We thought we were going to be very delayed because there was a Pilar Rice village on the M4. <laughs> um, Niche. <laughs> I mean, who announces that? So I was we thought it was a joke, Um, but yeah. It, it was, was p- out. It not was nutty. Nutty. exactly, it was peel <laughs> How weird is that? Anyway, we got back fine. And then on Sunday we went to time for my boyfriend's dad's 60th birthday. Oh. And it was heaven. We sat outside um Time and- is a
1: hotel in the Cotswolds. Yeah, the most gorgeous um
4: gorgeous hotel in the little town of Southrop. It was like being in the south of France. It was stunning. The gardens are gorgeous around there. Oh I mean, yeah, we had a really lovely lunch outside
1: in the garden and went for a little walk around. Mm. And actually on the subject of the podcast shout out for the founder of Time who is the most wonderful lady and yes. I actually interviewed her on our stories podcast, Karen. Karen. She's just Yeah she's lovely she's really cozy and so yeah yeah, that's another one
4: yeah we went about 18 months ago and I didn't need finish the garden I was still kind of changing a few bits but the grounds are just so beautiful and if you want a little bit of a holiday retreat then a staycation at time is yeah Definitely not to be missed. I'd like
1: to be by their pool today. It's yeah. 30 degrees in London today. You and Laura are both in a white dress. Adela, you've got you your legs out and I'm in a summer <laughs> dress. I mean, I was just saying the alcohol consumption is going to be hard <laughs> yeah, this week. week. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> banned until Thursday. Ooh, so
3: I just feel like last week... It's getting cold next week and I feel yeah. like you need to... I know.
1: Treat yeah. yourself. Yeah. No. It's I'm about doing to change. Good. I'm doing good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's quite nice. I'm quite grateful. I know we're all desperate to get into our... Adiola's nodding, I know she loves a blazer too, but I know we're all desperate to get into our autumn winter clothes, mm, yes. but we have long winters in the UK, so I'm kind of yeah. like, let's just mm. calm down, put those boots away. And yeah. Just.
4: But also, it's a little bit frosty in the morning, but then by lunchtime, it's absolutely roasting, mm. so I think you've got to like think carefully about your wardrobe choices yeah. Yeah. before you
1: ration. Uh, so I was tucked up in bed with my Nicholas Coleridge, The Glossy Years, which I'm loving, which I've talked about in my editor's letters, so I won't bang on about it. But anyway, it's a great read if you're interested in the... Yes, please. Hey, I know you'll, you'll <laughs> love it. There are a few people in the office I was like, you've got to read this. And he's a real kind of stereotypical English gent, but he's very funny. And if you're at all interested in the kind of old days of print publishing, then it's it's just so entertaining. It's a real page, Shanna.
3: Laura, are you reading anything? I'm not at the moment. I wish I had time to read mm-hmm. I don't know how you fit it
1: in. Well, <laughs> I that's why it was so lovely to be on holiday. I read... Um, that Cool Dads one. Or is that good? I can't remember the title. Where the Cool Dads Sing. sing. Thank you. It is really good. <laughs> and it's been talked about loads on the podcast, so we won't talk about it again. But, it but is sometimes
3: really you need a good one and then that gets you back into the swing of reading, yeah. day, doesn't it? And then you're back on a
1: roll. You're so right. I really just love, love, love. But I had to make such an effort. Mm. To read it, but anyway, we, it's been talked and talked. I mean, the whole world has read this book. Have you read it? No, Anyone? not read it yet. No. no, I feel like I put it on my Instagram. I had, I mean, I promise you, I had about eighty messages. Yeah, I had the same. It's yeah. really good. It's so different.
2: Anyway, but you're right. It's got me back into reading. Anyone reading anything of note? No, no, no. Watched a film though. It was really good. What did you watch? So it was a film with a guy called. Old as hard. Um, he's very easy on the eye. So that was like <laughs> the initial reason why I watched it. But it was a really good film based on a true story. Um, A gentleman that was falsely accused of rape. And he was an American football player. And it's basically his story about how he was trying to get his life back on track and prove his innocence. Really, really gripping. Really good. I've heard of that called the Brian Banks movie. Yes, I've yeah. heard. It, that looks really good. It's really, really good. It's on Netflix. It's is really it new? I think it is relatively new. I wasn't going in there with the intention to watch my mum put it on and it was amazing. Like oh. I literally watched it from start to finish. Really gripping. Yes, I must watch that. Uh, Lou, what are you watching? I finally watched Emma. Has
3: anyone seen that yet? I haven't watched it. No. I was disappointed. I feel, I feel like I've heard that too. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. Oh. Really, really beautiful. You've watched it, I'm sure you Emma, yeah, yeah. Or Jane Austen, yeah, yeah. The, the new one. Pretty sure you went to the cinema to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Or was that Little Women? Yeah, I was just about to say because they little were on about at the same time. Yeah, Little Women.
4: Emma, straight over my head. Uh, well, really, really beautiful, but Little Women far surpassed it. I don't know. It's a bit boring. And in my head, I was just watching Clueless pay out.
1: Yeah. What a shame. In my head, I can't get past Gwyneth Parcho playing Emma. I mean, she was just like the dream. The mm. dream with Jeremy Northam. Alan Cumming, that was such a great movie. Mm. You were just saying about how much you loved *Bride and Prejudice*. Do you love the film or the original TV series? Oh, the original TV series. Oh my god, the best. Other than Jane, you had a really thick neck. Yes,
3: Do you remember? <laughs> <But> I also. <laughs> I still got it. I've got, and they came in videos. Oh my god! I don't know how serious. big the video box was. It was huge.
1: Oh so it was my two. god! It was so good. Did you ever watch the old Pride and Prejudice? Never. <laughs> yeah, did it come out like nineteen ninety-two yeah. or something? I mean, it was god. so good. So Emma, Emma's not get your thumbs up. I, yeah. I'm, we all need. Some, we need some new TV mm, inspiration yeah. now that we're not allowed to go anywhere with yeah. this new rule of six. It's quite confusing. I saw a diagram this morning that was explaining the rules broken down into England, Wales, (laughs) Scotland Scotland. (laughs) and... I thought England was six in a house, and if you all lived together, you couldn't have anyone else. It is. Yeah. But it said you could have six people from different houses. No, you can't have six. You no.
3: can, you can just never be in more than a group of six. Yes. Yeah. but they can be from, they can. They can be from It could be six houses. individual people from different houses. So in order for you to have five other people from five other houses, the five other people from your house need to leave your house. Is that for real? Yeah. Sure, yeah.
1: So you can and only, no... you can
3: only ever be in a group of six.
1: So I can't have, my mum can't come around. Nope. I better ring her up because she can't come around. She's coming around to drop off a cardigan. But I thought children
3: there? under 12 were exempt. Not no, in, in not In Wales and Scotland. England. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And I think they're trying to lobby to get it approved in England as well, but I, I think it's going nowhere. It's,
4: it's ridiculous.
1: ridiculous. Did you this weekend feel like it was kind of like, we actually had a couple of families for lunch? Mm. And then another family <laughs> popped in and anyway, we were kind of like, Oh well, it's all changing on Monday, we might as well of yeah. Did you feel a bit like that this weekend? We actually
3: went out for dinner on Friday night and we were literally packed in like sardines.
1: Like there was no social distancing
3: like how is that
1: okay okay we also went out to dinner on, on Friday night with our children okay and we said exactly the same I mean there was a table literally we I mean she was practically mm. sitting on my lap she was okay so how amazed. is
3: that okay but like you my mom can't come to our house also don't know what the rule is here but what if my children are sleeping so they're in ah. the house I need some details
2: here I know <laughs> I don't think know anyone knows I don't know how do you feel about it it's just really confusing. And also, if you've got things that are pre-booked and planned, like, how do you navigate around that? Mm-hmm. Like, I was meant to go cocktail making with my friends, but do we say, oh, well, you can't come now because yeah. <laughs> it was only meant to be, like, a party of, like, I don't know, a couple yeah. of, like, you know, two Yeah, of it's us. a party of yeah. eight, you then have to ditch two friends. <laughs> well, my husband actually said, he's quite rational about it, he actually
1: said, I don't think it's a big deal. There's not a huge amount you can't do now. They're just trying to limit... Mm-hmm unnecessary contact. is probably what we should have done in the first place. Mm. And he said, you can still go to a restaurant, you can still whatever. And I said, fine, but just this nonsense of that we're six people in a house with three young children and no one else can cross the... Because it's much safer for you to have somebody
3: come to your house. And I know we've got to get the economy going, hence the restaurant situation, but surely there's got to be a bit more distancing in restaurants going forward. Yeah.
1: Basically, no one has a bloody clue whether they're coming or going (laughs) and what (laughs) they're supposed to do. It's absolute chaos, the whole thing. I mean, not like the government know what to do and anyone's ever been in this situation before. Totally. A little more clarity might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And this nonsense of the fact that, you know, the average household in the UK is probably X amount of people. And to then say that children are included does seem yeah. nuts, but hopefully someone will come to their senses and yeah. make some changes. What about travel? Has anyone got travel booked?
3: I haven't, actually. We looked at booking for October half term in the UK.
1: Oh, Literally
3: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> impossible. Extraordinary. Yeah, like, I Nowhere. Expected.
1: Everything's worked. Adiola, you've been to Germany. How was the flight for you? I've just been abroad as well, actually, on a plane. Which, again, when you think about this nonsense of six people in a house, including your children, and you've been on an aeroplane and sat with someone right next door to you or queued up to get through security, which was an absolute bum fight when we went. Yeah. It does all seem a bit mental. Exactly. How was it travelling to Germany back?
2: I mean, it was fine because we were in business class, so you had that sort of, like, gap in between. And I was flying with a colleague. But, you know, if you're in an economy... You're sitting right next to somebody, even if you have a mask, it's still exactly the same sort of thing. So there's a lot of, you know, confusion, I think, especially with this rule. And then you get on a flight, you're sat right next to somebody that you don't know. And we weren't tested once in terms of like temperature, like nothing. So how are you meant to know whether anyone Mm -hmm. has symptoms or anything like that because so no take responsibility for yourself it, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: beware the paperwork people I yeah. mean someone warned me about the paperwork yeah. leaving the country so yeah. we've done the paperwork leaving the country then there's something that you the um, form you yeah. do when you come back <laughs> oh my god what well, that form yeah <laughs> that form no one had told us about yeah. we did something at the check-in desk in Sicily we arrive back to Heathrow we get to immigration and the man goes have you got your locator form and I was like, no. And he goes, well, you might want to fill it out. If you look at that sign, you'd have seen that there's a form in there. And I went, okay. I said, well, I didn't know. There's no need to take that tone with me. my husband was like, hon, don't have a fight with a guy on <laughs> immigration. He's got quite a lot of power. I was like, I know, but I don't also, need to comment. He's probably got quite a tough job at the moment. Yeah. But do you know, there were, no one had filled in the bloody form. There yeah. were people all over the place filling in these forms. I was like, clearly, the communication is not very strong because no one else has filled out this form. And I don't need him having a girl, at me when I've got three children. And I'm in a mask and it's bloody hot anyway. So do your form on the way in because it's a seriously long long form. form. He was like, oh, it takes 10 minutes. I was like, 10 minutes? I'm quick at these things. I mean, it does take about 10 minutes.
2: It's confusing as well because they'll ask you, like, where are you staying? I'm like, in my house. Like, I totally agree. And then they're like, what's your second address? I was like,
3: my second address? Am I allowed? (laughs) I've only only got one home. (laughs) (laughs) But also, are you allowed the second address? Yeah. I was
1: like, I thought you want me to stay in my house. It really, <laughs> I felt like I was doing something really quick. Yeah. So, travel. Would you, having done it now, would you continue to travel? I think a lot of people haven't travelled, haven't been on the plane, are kind of yeah. terrified about it. Yeah, haven't done I mean, it. Would you do it again?
2: I mean. I really want to go on holiday, but I don't know if I would be able to deal with like having to social distance and all that whilst on holiday. It's a lot to think about, especially filling in the forms and making sure that you're prepped. It kind of takes the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's different when you're working because, you know, you have a job to do and you're going there to do a job and then you come back. I have to go back to Germany in October. So yeah, I'm in two minds now. I really wanted to go on holiday, but going on, going away for work has maybe changed my mind a little bit. I do think the, the, the travel is the worst
1: I mean Laura you've driven to France as have I yeah which is fine they're pretty strict about masks the aeroplane thing is not particularly nice Mm. but actually I've as I said just been to Sicily and once we were in the hotel and it was quite a spacious hotel there was a couple of things it was the same hotel we had been to it's a place called Vajura in Sicily we were there last year and they do really nice kind of family buffet evenings and they didn't have those this year and breakfast is usually I mean I love a buffet breakfast I mean I love my family I mean we are up and down up and down my like yo-yos I mean breakfast is quite a big part of my day and it's now a la carte, which is for me slightly disappointing <laughs> to go up <laughs> you need your six courses and then I go yeah can I have quite a lot of watermelon and they bring you like eight pieces and I'm like ooh, ooh, ooh. can we have that times four you know we are family five <laughs> we all like it and they sort of they're like really really don't judge you But having actually been to the hotel, that was bliss. Did you have to wear a mask in the kind of public areas? No, no, we didn't have to. You had to wear a mask if you went into the kids club, but the children didn't have to wear them. Mm. So that was the only place in the hotel where you had to have one on inside and then the staff wore them. And it was lovely. I would say my experience is to go. Mm. It's just the traveling is not very nice. We
4: haven't been away yet and we're really hoping to be able to go. Italy, but I feel like maybe now we've missed the boat. I feel like everything is shutting down a bit. shutting down again. Mm. And there's an Instagram account I follow where it's kind of got like a sort of traffic light um system of the country, so you can kind of see where everyone is kind of on that radar. And pretty much everyone is now in the red or on the Amber, so you're sort of watching to
1: see how things are going. So no, I just we don't so know. many didn't go like the night before. Yeah, I mean, we so my husband is an accountant, he was like literally going. Spreadsheets, modelling the number to try and predict what the yeah. R8 would be and whether Italy was going to go into that. Yeah. Remember, but it didn't. But yeah, now it's not looking. To
4: so yeah, soon. I don't know whether we've missed, missed the boat. I think the people that went away probably end of June, start of July are laughing yeah. right now.
1: But. We might not be going on holiday, but we are back to work. We're back in the office. It's really nice to be back in the office. We're doing three days a week, which feels like, you know, an, a nice adjustment. I think. I feel like lunch is a bit of a weird thing right now in the office. Lou's nodding. Yeah. Because everything in the kitchen is sort of taped up, so it's there's kind of a bit of a conundrum. I feel like more than ever I need to bring my lunch in. What about you? Yeah, completely agree. This, the first couple of days were a really weird adjustment,
4: I think, as well, where we've been working from home and been quite used to sort of making your lunch, sitting down, knife
1: and fork, and it being a little bit more of a formal, like a real treat lunch. Um, also having a proper lunch. Yeah, exactly. I'm a real picker at the office. Yeah. And now... Suddenly I'm like, what am I going to have for lunch? Exactly. And I think the first couple days I literally got home and I was so, so
4: hungry because pretty much all we could do was pick. You're right. Because you, it's not that like you can make a proper
1: lunch or... Also, I've loved having a proper lunch. Yeah, like yeah, me too. I've really adjusted my eating patterns from having more for supper and not that much for lunch yeah. to having like a proper lunch and much less than the evening. And I yeah. felt so much better for it. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, I think that...
4: I now think I really need to up my game and
1: bring my lunch in. I know. But we also need to remember knives and forks. Washing like up. That, washing up. So, yeah. Anyway, we wrote a feature on the site, which was homemade lunches to take
2: to the office. Adriana, was your lunch regime? Very bad, because I'm always on the go. But I'm, I kind of agree with you guys that when it was lockdown and working from home, it was such a nice treat to sit down and actually plan what you were going to have. And then now I'm in this whole conundrum of, like, eating on the go, because oh, I'm no. so busy. So... Having yeah. like a proper healthy salad. Yeah. yeah, that was so nice. I also
3: like you like to snack, whereas I think because my husband was at home too, he was he very much he works like clockwork, which was a real revelation for me actually. <laughs> yeah, it was like breakfast, and then at ten thirty it was like okay, it's coffee time. Oh really? And then it was lunch, and then also he can go from lunch until supper with nothing. Same. So oh, can, can my mind, but
1: mine eats so much for lunch. He's so slow at making his lunch. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Lewis is the same. I also said to him, "Now we're working from home. Um, is there anything you've learned about me, like during this time?" And he was like, "You snack so
1: much." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a male-female thing. My husband, though. I mean, I think he's also realised what I achieve in a day versus what he achieves in a day. I mean, hundred oh. percent. We have a sort of double study, so we worked side by side, not down. He's like, "Holy shit!" And I think he was quite shocked it's at fast. the like at the pace that we are going. And the amount of calls I'd had by this time. Sorry. But it's a
3: different kind of work, isn't it? And, and I feel the same. Like they're all about a phone call and an email. Whereas with us, I was saying to Lou quite a lot during lockdown. I feel like I live in a race sometimes. It's almost yeah. like, how quickly can I get that task on? So I'm on yeah. to the next. It was just keep going, keep going, keep going. And also
4: trying to write an email so quickly before
1: someone's chasing you. Like, oh. no. <laughs> Josie's lit, rereading the email, mm. still writing, you know, and occasionally, he'll sort of help me with something. And I'm like, oh, Han, I don't need to write. I really... I, this is not, you know, the Magna Carta. This is a quick bosh out. Can you read it over? He's still reading over. The and mind. then he goes to make his lunch. He's boiling eggs. He's toasting seeds. He's doing all this. I mean, I have... I'm in and out of the kitchen with my lunch in 10 minutes. Gone. Yeah, so Most bad. of the time, it's back upstairs next to my computer. I mean, he's still cooking the eggs. It is so eye-opening. <laughs> One of my favourite moments, George, is when I was on a call to you, and you were like, Jonesy, how long is it going to take you to take a piece of chewing gum? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> and there was obviously like, a, I don't know, a little pot next <laughs> to you. <laughs> he was wrapping around the pot. I mean... <laughs> He got
3: in trouble a few times. That time as well, you measured out your snacks and you came and took our house. Oh, that's so annoying. Oh, yeah.
1: He'll come and help himself. I'm like, oh my God, that's the <laughs> annoying because I've got. Go downstairs and get that far. Go and get your own. I've also got the right ratio of him.
2: Ready to pop the question?
1: to carrots and you just delved in there <laughs> anyway. oh. poor anyway. jonesy poor jonesy sorry oh. we're gonna talk about beauty we've got oh. you here so we have gotta talk about beauty <laughs> we're gonna talk about concealer yes i am all ears yeah concealer. i think i do it in the wrong order
2: okay how do you do it can you just give me an order of it depends project. on your placement so i would normally say put your foundation on first uh-huh And then obviously see where you need the concealer because I think when you put the concealer on first, there's a tendency that you use too much. Right. And also you're going to, buff in your foundation so you're gonna move the coverage of the concealer okay good so I, yeah I would I say that's the it, best right. way good. yeah I'm pleased so go in with your foundation first and then go in with your concealer the only way that will be different is if for example you're color correcting so for example if you have pigmentation uh-huh. you want to even out with like a peachy tone you know concealer or a different tone of concealer color okay to even out the complexion first and then you can go in with your foundation afterwards okay that yeah. makes sense so
1: <laughs> evening color evening out first yeah if you're covering a spot or whatever, then you do it after, after you've yeah.
2: And what do you do it with? Do you use your fingers? Or do you use your brush? It depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think with your fingers, because you have a natural warmth in there, you're going to melt the product into the skin so you get more of a sheer application. Okay. If you use a brush, that would be more of like a medium coverage. That's really good if you're covering a spot or a blemish. Okay. And if you're looking for fuller coverage, maybe that like go for a sponge. A sponge applicator would be great. Okay. And in terms of the
1: actual product and its consistency,
2: mm-hmm. what do
1: you rate? There's quite a few creams yeah, like, with a stick in them. What do you call yeah. that? Like a twist-up
2: one or a wand? Yeah, like the yeah. one
1: I, I've come across as a new deal one. Dior one mm-hmm. that I use
3: too. It's insane. Isn't it, uh. written it down, Yeah. What's it called? Forever Skin Glow, but I don't know if it's classified as a concealer or a foundation because it feels like a concealer because you take it out on a wand yeah. like you would a concealer. And then yes. I do a few dots and then brush and it
1: Excellent. In. It gives it's you quite amazing. full coverage. Mine Ooh. leaks a bit though. does um, yours not? No. Okay. Maybe I've just got a dodgy one. On that note though with the wands, Rodeal have got a diamond. It's called the Diamond Ooh. Concealer or something. Okay. And that's similar mm. method functionality. And I've been finding that
2: excellent because you do get a bit more coverage. Yeah. What's your preferred... I don't really mind I mean I'm more about the finish of it and what it's going to do coverage wise so for example you get very sheer ones if you don't really like wearing a lot of heavy foundation that's quite lovely and if you're looking for fuller coverage ones ones with a really good like applicator like a doe foot applicator so you can a get what? That, what? a doe foot applicator What's that? so you know you have the little extension like the brush it's got like that little like doe foot shape and then you can like literally just press it uh, yeah like a spongy way. So that's yeah. what
1: i mean that's what the deal's
2: got i'm yeah. the very deal. a dofa yes so do you, you say
4: a wand is better than finger application
2: yeah i mean no because sometimes with that bacteria you know if you're like yeah. going over that area all the time it's not great it's preference i think that's what the key thing is but if you're looking for targeted application that's a bit more coverage yeah having like a you know a dofa applicator or a sponge is really good because you can target it and really like precisely apply but it on the that area doesn't blend it
1: in do you no you yeah. know, no puts the product on your face exactly and then you need a finger or a or sponge
2: sponge to apply it with okay. yeah exactly okay yeah. and um, what about putting it on before you rub it in
4: so kind of letting it set for a bit Is I do there, that you
2: do yeah, yeah it depends if you're wanting more coverage that's a good tip to do but if okay, you're wanting okay. to like make it quite sheer then just go straight in I like I'm it to yeah. move so yeah. I feel like I have to work fast right quickly oh. I
1: tell you what I use a touche Claire. hmm under my eyes yeah. now I know that lots of people say you shouldn't do that and it's actually more of a highlighter than a concealer but if
2: you're looking for brightness then we're better to use it than under the eyes really that's yeah. okay absolutely okay yeah. so I swear by Clat under the eyes and Tucheclaire is quite light yes. isn't it yeah. so yeah.
1: I do let it sit on my skin for a minute mm-hmm. just so it's not quite so wet and then I think you get better coverage but I've been using the Dior under my eyes I quite like it yeah I think it because I I
3: find Tucheclaire really drying Whereas I find the steel one just amazing. Mm. It's just not drying at all. Lots of love
1: for the deal. (laughs) And when you've got a really, really, really bad spot. Yes. Oh, I love a stick because yeah. you know ain't anything that's going to cover it as well as a really good stick yeah would you agree with that what advice would you give to people who've got like you know when it's a really chronic one it's so depressing isn't
2: it again I always say skin prep because there's nothing worse than when you have like dry textured skin around a spot to go straight in with any type of concealer it will only make it look worse but we all think got dry it out, yeah. you've got to dry it out don't you exactly and then you put Makeup on top of it, it just makes it look worse Mm -hmm. that you can see the texture around the actual spot. So, yeah, like a stick concealer is amazing because then you can just like dab it on and then you can build the coverage. But you can also do that with like a liquid concealer, like a cream-based one, and then just set it with a bit of powder afterwards. Bit of powder on top, that's key, isn't it? Always key, yeah. And
1: as the day goes on, can you go over the top? Should you wipe it off?
2: If you've got a really bad spot, you're taking Mm. that concealer to work with you. Yeah. I certainly am. Yeah. Um, Can you just (laughs) keep topping it up or should you wipe it off? no I would say you can keep topping it up definitely okay. and also I really love to use a sponge applicator because I feel like with a sponge you're not disturbing the makeup so much you can just like dab over dab it exactly and go in it's I like a beauty blender is really good yeah I need to get in on the sponge a sponge, sponge is it's really quite
3: good. nice because you can really clean them, yeah exactly
2: yeah <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> she's so anal <laughs> oh you can clean it on in <laughs> all right, all right. (laughs) I saw a squeegee with Rich. Rich and I were filming last week. We were standing outside uh, Bash and someone was cleaning the windows. I was like, oh, Laura would approve. It's (laughs) excellent technique. technique. (laughs) Sorry.
4: I just bought the It Cosmetics brush cleaner and I do not clean my brushes as regularly (laughs) as one should, but it was so satisfying doing it and you realize how much... Kind of how much product it just that kind of sits the on. the same
3: there. one that Becky had here. No, 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 different
4: to that. I mean, that one was incredible. I bought that during lockdown. Oh, Did I you? I had such fun. Yeah. yeah. The spinner. Yeah. Oh, the they're pro, great. Yeah.
2: They're do you know so, what those so are? Good. Yeah. They're really, called? really good. It's called the Pro Brush Cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you attach it and then it literally like spins. It's like a car wash for Yeah. Your- it
1: feels <laughs> like <laughs> a car wash for your brushes. That's such a good analogy, really, isn't, yeah. isn't it?
2: Yeah,
4: amazing. No, my brushes, they're kind of funny shapes. They wouldn't sit in the plastic. So, yeah, the It Cosmetics one, you just kind of spray it on yeah. and then wipe uh, it off. It's, it smells amazing and it's collagen
1: infused. So I was like, great news. right? <laughs> in that. And in terms of what you spend on a concealer, you know, there are certain products where you can say, right, it's worth a bit
2: more. Would yeah. you say
1: concealer is one of those things or does it not really matter?
2: I don't think it really matters. There's some great drugstore alternatives that, you know, do great concealers. I think, again, it's down to preference and what you're looking for. But yeah, shop around and try and figure out the finish that you're looking for as well. Like if you want more of a liquidy one, there's some great drugstore alternatives that you can use that work really, really well. And it's how you apply it. I think that makes the biggest difference.
1: Reminds me of being a teenager and buying my first concealer it was like a rimmel lipstick you know those and
3: it was like a pale color on the top with like the brown yeah yeah (laughs) yeah,
1: exactly that's it um i'd say i as anyone who knows um who follows me will know that i i was without my luggage for a while on holiday shall we say what did you do all the people to lose their luggage (laughs) Um, so we nearly didn't go on holiday and the night before i didn't really want to go i was really worried about this r8 i said to my husband i was like i cannot quarantine and not go to work. You know, we're reopening the company after six months. I have to be there. The children have to go to school, blah, 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 blah. And we woke up 5.30 that morning. And I like, I really don't want to go. He's like, let's not go. And I thought, no, no, no. Everyone wants to go apart from me. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. So we went. We get there. Locking luggage. I was like, I didn't want to come on this fucking holiday. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. I mean... He was like, oh my God, Tony, I'm so sorry. I was like, I know you are. I know you are, but I just can't speak right now. I was like, I know. Don't try and be He's sympathetic. He's like, I would swap with you any... I was like, I know you would because you're so nice. You would take the hit. I mean, who cares if a man doesn't have a good, like, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. And I was like, I know you would. But I was like, of all the
2: people... Was take- it
1: just your bag? No, and Mimi's. It had loads of other stuff in her bag that we needed for various reasons. And, oh my God, you name it, like her... Uh, Oh, but she had to swim in a life jacket. Yeah, I mean, it was awful. It was Sunday afternoon when everything's closed in Sicily. So even though Sicily does have Zaras and stuff like that, that was all closed. And our hotel was quite away from the airport. Mm. So there was one shopping center that was basically made Primark look like Harvey Nichols. But they did have a Kiko in there. It was the only brand in there that I knew. I quite like Kiko. Kiko's so Kiko great.
4: about it. It's oh, really good. When I saw a picture of your makeup I thought okay obviously she had her makeup in her hand luggage because her makeup looked so good.
1: So well, Kiko obviously. You said that. I was like no. People were like well, what did you have with you? I was like I had nothing with me. When you travel with three children in your bag of snacks their headphones their teddy bear their... I had nothing in my hand luggage for me other than my book. I mean that was literally it. I happened to have some earplugs and a night mask thing. God, in my hair luggage. But, yeah, I went to Kiko. And
2: Kiko is great. Great. Really affordable. They do great lip glosses as well. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. And people
3: say their eyeliners are really good. Oh, wow. I would
2: agree with
1: that. They're very soft. And I bought the most amazing BB cream, which I'm actually wearing today. I liked it so much. I was going to say, is there anything you've kept using? I think that's a testament. There's a really good eyebrow pencil that I'm using. I agree, the eyeliner, is really, it's, I got a black, which is really soft, which I really like, so it spreads. Yeah, like loads. Crazy. I bought a really nice brush. I literally spent 60 euros, bought my whole makeup bag in Kiko. Amazing. But you give it the thumbs
2: up. Yeah, I like Kiko. Affordable. Yeah, I want to buy everything from there, but like little bits here and there, definitely. Mascaras we're going back to the basics today we wrote a feature on tubing mascaras what is a tubing mascara so they're the ones that literally like envelop your whole lashes with the whole formulation and then they can be easily removed with warm water so they kind of like slide off really easily especially if you find that waterproof mascara you know when you try and get that off it doesn't really work very well don't all mascaras envelop all your lashes they do, but they they're they not easy to remove. I think it's more like the removal process uh, uh, that's okay. a, lot, a lot more easier with tubing mascaras. So like if you're trying to kind of get it off, you can just use warm water, whereas normally you'd have to use like an eye makeup remover okay. to get it off.
1: And do you have any favorites? So we wrote a list, Adiola on our favorite tubing mascaras. And they include the Hourglass Unlocked right? I the Hourglass didn't. one. I like that one. Do you like that one? Yeah. That one's nice. I love Hourglass. Yeah.
2: It's a nice brand. I've actually got an amazing concealer from Hourglass. It's yeah, like that one's great. Do you know what I mean? The Vanish it's Concealer. It's a clicky stick. Oh no, I haven't tried that one. I've tried the foundation, which is not going to stick, but you can use it as a concealer. That okay. one's lovely. It's such a great brand. Yeah. It? So really other good.
1: than Pat McGrath, which is obviously your number one. <laughs> Which other brands do you rate out of interest?
2: Hourglass, I love. Bobbi Brown, I love. Yeah. Bobbi Brown do some great products, especially foundations. Their foundations are great. I like brands that really look at the skin and the foundation as a focus. Because I feel like with colour, you can play with loads of different brands. It's like you can flirt with different brands, but there's like your bread and butter, good quality brands like yeah. Hourglass, Bobbi Brown, MAC. Yeah. Yeah, they're like my favourites. That's such a great brand. Yeah, isn't exactly. You know, it's a great their brand. Their is just incredible. Okay,
1: back onto mascara. We recommended the Hourglass, the sensa. I don't we really know that. That was recommended by Mary Greenwell. Yeah, I've never tried that one. Number seven, nice to see something relatively affordable. I have to say, the one thing I really didn't like that I bought from Kiko was the mascara. Oh, okay. Sorry, Kiko. I'm just loving my Gucci mascara. I talked about that with Zoe Taylor. It's just so good. Ico, I mean, they do amazing A great mascara, Ico, right? Loves,
2: yeah great eye products are there any other mascaras that you really rate that weren't on our list yes but they won't be tubing ones so i love the dark star mascara by pat mcgrath labs that's a great one for lash extension okay. and what i love with that one is that the formula sits in between so like the actual one so it's really good for saturating the actual lashes and defining um whereas other mascaras they actually sit on the brush so they're really like thickening whereas this one really separates lengthens, and gives a lot of volume as well which i really love what's your view on these white Primers—they're great. There's one by Lancome. Um, I think it's called the Lash Definer. It's like a white one. Uh-huh. Great if you have very sort of thin lashes that you want to kind of like prime and like bulk up. So it gives a bit more of a thickening. That's what it
1: yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. It? Like thickens. So you thickens. put the primer on, and yeah. then you go straight in with the color.
2: Exactly. Yeah, straight afterwards. So okay. yeah, that's a really great one that they do. Um, I think also L'Oreal does one. They do. Well. I'm yeah, looking at it right now. The L'Oreal
1: yeah. Paris Double Extend. Yeah.
2: Beauty tubes
1: lengthening mascara so you've mm-hmm. got step one which is the white step two which is yeah. the black they were trying to sell me the white in kiko i was like Look, i gotta get this all through ba i don't need the white
2: <laughs> the white one right now but you'd say it's worth doing if you yeah. want to build some volume if you want to build volume yeah i mean a lot of formulations now are great that you can just have one one that will give you incredible volume but for some people that have very short stubby lashes they need that extra thickening that's where a lash primer will come into play and then going with the mascara afterwards one of our team here
1: Georgina Vasky who's often on the podcast I mean her eyelashes are so long right now they're actually almost hitting her eyelids and she was saying it's Ash. Mm. I was like gee I know everyone knows Ash and they, I mean the downside is when you stop using it unfortunately it's not a permanent fix yeah. it's also mom, very expensive it's it's very, very expensive anyway yeah. I just, I was just blown away by the length of her lashes. Lou, you've got quite long lashes. Do you have a favorite mascara? Yeah,
4: I am very loyal to my Chanel. Inimitable, intense. One of my favorite words. Yeah, I have dabbled with new ones, but nothing compares to that for me. So, yeah.
3: Laura? I'm not really loyal. No, I've just gone a bit cheap. I just want something that doesn't fall down my face. Mm. That's yes. all I want. Yes. Becky's just recommended the new Charlotte Tilbury.
1: It's really nice. Yeah. I have to say, they sent me one I did last me. week and I thought it was excellent. Great. Mm.
2: Of course it's excellent.
1: Charlotte Tilbury. Mm-hmm. Everything's excellent, right? Yeah, her yeah, stuff's great. I mean, what she's achieved, it just, it's pretty mind-blowing, isn't it? That's how you do it. Egg freezing. Recent statistics have shown the number of women freezing their eggs has soared. It's obviously a way to protect your fertility. I think the thing that a lot of people don't know is that if you leave it too late... They say there isn't much point in doing it because the quality of your eggs diminishes.
2: Yeah. So, so I was it's... reading it; it was saying that you have to be under the age of thirty-six because then after that, You're you kind the... of. Yeah, I
3: remember the quality it's... of your eggs reduces. Exactly. You were saying you have actually. So I've had I've done two rounds of IVF and it's the same process. So the egg collection is what you do. So you stimulate your ovaries. And then they collect the eggs and then they put them in the freezer. It's just if you're doing IVF, they would then mix it and then freeze the embryo. So it's the same process. You've had two rounds of IVF? Yeah. I thought you'd had one. No, I had Willow and then Bella.
1: And um, then number three. And
3: then number three. It's so
1: amazing that, isn't it? Yeah, it's mental. It happens a lot though. I, I know. I guess your body gets like,
3: you know, getting the engine going. But if you are going through IVF is nothing more irritating than people telling you your
1: next one's going to come along that tree. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I can uh, totally appreciate that. I think though, when I was, I mean, I, I met my husband when I was quite young, so it wasn't really something that I ever had to think about. But I think, as I often say at Sheer Lux, I think these conversations are so important. In a way, I, I feel lucky that I met my husband really young. In other way, I mean, gosh, the grass is always green there. What fun to be single in your 20s and not feel mm. the pressure to... I I was actually chatting to someone I met on holiday and she was in her late 30s and she wasn't married and and she said, I'm not sure if I want to. And I was like, so I'm really happy. And I was like, good for you. You know, we all grow up thinking that there's this stereotype that we have to Mm. become and that that equates to happiness. Mm. And if you don't meet that milestone, then you don't have a right to be happy. And Mm. she Mm. was just this really punchy awesome woman i really liked her and and she's like i love my life and i and i was kind of like good for you so in some ways i sort of look at women who aren't haven't had that sort of not that i had pressure but just didn't do it so early on and living a bit more of an independent life with kind of admiration yeah but equally if you want children it's so important to know about these things and i always say knowledge is power and anyway i'm looking at you you're a single gal i am um you're early 30s yes Under 36. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel reading an article like this about the whole egg freezing thing? It was
2: really interesting because I didn't know about how it's actually better to do it the earlier, you know, like under the age of 36. And I guess when you're single, you know, I'm actively looking and wanting to date. It is in the back of my mind that I do want to have children at some stage, but it's like, well... I still want to have that moment of getting to know someone at the same time because I feel like the older that you are, there's that pressure that you need to kind of like hurry the process of getting married and having children because you don't have much time left. But at the same time, I actually enjoy the fact that you take your time and get to know someone. And maybe that might take three years before you want to walk down the aisle and have Especially children. We were saying, I had a
3: conversation with a friend the other day, and we feel like evolution needs to sort of catch up with women now because women
1: aren't having babies. Yeah. I mean, you're most fertile like 21, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. I know someone saying having a baby, similar time as my friend. and. Her younger sister had got pregnant by mistake and literally at 21 coughed. And out came this baby and she she was pregnant. And I said, how does that happen? And she said, because her body is so ripe for like childbirth at 21. Whereas we are having to sort of, you know, go the other way. And it's so difficult
3: because I think, you know, 31, you've made your career. Mm and The thought of having a child now probably is quite daunting it is. but equally if somebody said to you now to freeze your eggs yeah. and the cost that's
2: involved that also just feels so enormous well, that's another thing I was even saying to my friend I said you know the older that you get you get so accustomed to your lifestyle that actually the idea of having kids now is also very very mm. like nerve-wracking because you're so used to doing things at your own disposal at your own time that actually having to have children and think about that you know let alone even thinking about another person is you know mm. really really tough but yeah I think it's really insightful because again I didn't realize the whole cost involved with freezing your eggs mm. and also the fact that it's not something that you can just do like on your lunch break like you have to physically go through as if you were about to have like IVF and have yeah. your eggs it's you know, a full on, yeah it's full a full-on process. process but I
1: do love it and it's so you know what you say is so right I love the fact that women are just living their best lives yeah. and having all these opportunities and this freedom and these amazing careers and being able to date and be financially independent and like Oh, I think that's so exciting. (laughs) And yeah, it is a shame to feel like the clock's ticking and you have to rush it for the sake of biology. Mm. The only thing that in the piece that we wrote, it said the
3: statistics are that for every 15 eggs collected, one results in a live birth. Mm. Which is, I think, really slim because I never, in both my egg collections, I
1: never had collected 15 eggs. Mm. However, do you not imagine that most people, and this is purely speculative because we don't know, I would have thought the average age of egg collecting is probably pretty high because I imagine I imagine that a lot of people get to they're probably their quite late thirties and think, shit, yeah. Shit, I haven't met anyone and Mm. I don't I don't, you know, I need to deal with this now. And therefore probably the quality Diminishes, yeah, true. Maybe. I don't know. That would just be my kind of assumption. Lou, do you know anyone who's done it? No, I don't. But I do know someone who has had a child on their own at 40. And So do I. I'm so I do f- too. I think you've got to have, I was to a friend about this, I think you've got to have an amazing support network and you've got to be financially stable mm. because children are freaking expensive. Yeah. And you need some childcare if you're going to work, you know. Yeah. I think those are the two factors. But like, yeah, I know a few people who on it. I think it's amazing. Oh, it's yeah, going to happen, happen more, and more and more and more. Amazing, amazing.
4: And you're so right, Laura. I think like this is the way that generations are all going, and you know, careers are so much more important to mm. to women and time, and the fact that there are these opportunities. Unfortunately, just comes at a huge cost. So I don't know what the future for that
3: is, mm. but it's um, education, isn't it? Now yeah. you've got to do it. Earlier. Yeah. Later.
1: Also, I, I was saying to someone the other day, you know, being a mother is, it's not for everybody, but it it is, from where I am, it's the most incredible thing. You can meet a man at any point. At some point in your body, you're going to hit the menopause and it's not going to be possible. So... If you're just waiting for a man, there are other ways to skin a cat. You can yeah. meet you can meet a man afterwards, and you probably will. Because yeah. like, actually, I do remember
3: when, when I was doing mine, and I know it's the same in pregnancy, but over 35, you're classified as a geriatric mother. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's a, a more offensive word. I just thought it was so <laughs> offensive. However, I know somebody who had a baby in lockdown, and she said the average first-time Mother in the Chelsea and Westminster is 37. That doesn't surprise me. So I thought that was great. I thought I thought that was a really positive thing for women. And she is about to be 40. She just had her third child. She said, oh God, because I'm a bit older. Mm. And they went, no, you're not. Know, the average first time mother in here mm. 37. So yeah. I think actually the national average for
4: 2019 was 32, which is also amazing. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I think the age of mothers will only get older yeah. as we... Absolutely.
1: You know, Absolutely. But then weirdly, puberty is... Getting younger, isn't it? Mm. Puberty's coming quicker. I think they say children now are going through puberty on average a year earlier than, than Why we is were. That? I, don't, I think something to do with evolution. God, don't know. I'm out of my depth on this topic. <laughs> I have to say. All I know is that I've got a nine year old and it's, it's coming. <laughs> uh, we can talk about fashion from fertility to fashion. Charlotte wrote a piece on the three-word rule. We know the rules always take one thing off or the one-to-one rule, otherwise known as sandwich dressing. Love a bit of sandwich dressing. I do. I'm a real sandwich dresser. Laura, you're a sandwich I dresser. I definitely a sandwich dresser. But th- this rule was about the three-word rule. And it's part of a new series that Charlotte's working on. And Lou, can you expand on exactly what
4: it is so the three word rule is basically three key words they can be anything for any individual that you want your outfit and your look and your style to convey and the idea being that every time you get dressed or you're looking to buy something you kind of say those three words to you and if it ticks the box then great if not change something add something and make it work for you it's such a good rule to live by i think
2: i did, i, liked, I love this I feel like it makes it more mindful. Like you're really making sure that you're thinking about your choices with fashion. Yeah. So I was thinking of my, Yeah, what are words? yours? Like
1: you always look so gorgeous. What are yours? I would
2: say classic. Yeah. Chic and yeah. elegant. I think that's my three C- words. Can
1: I say one thing? I said to Charlotte, I said, so this new series went into the calendar and I think I said to you, Laura or you, Lou, I said, is this series going to be the same rule every week? And we ask different women what their three words are. I was like, I think everyone's going to say classic, chic, cool. No. Or is it we break down a rule, a different rule every time she's like, it? We break down a different rule every time. So, anyway, I like two or three words, but I'm, I'd probably have said the same. Yeah. I, yeah. Laura? I like the idea for shopping, but I feel like me looking in the
3: mirror each time I get dressed, being like, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> <laughs> well done, me. I've nailed it. <laughs> I just can't picture myself doing that, Lou. I don't.
4: I think I actually really like it, and I think also if you have a signature style, like some people are maybe a little bit more experimental with yeah, their look, sure. or they kind of have variations of their style. But I think if you do have a signature, and you know, sometimes you say, "Oh, that's so you." There's a reason why it's so whoever, yeah. And I think often it is because there's kind of word association yeah. or, or style, or whatever. So, I and I think maybe if you're lacking a bit of wardrobe inspiration and you feel like you just wear the same thing over and over again then I think it is quite good to sort of kickstart your style maybe going into a new season and not just wear something that you kind of always do what you always put together um,
1: and I think if you're somebody that is quite all over like I think we're all sitting in the room we all you know like fashion and into fashion it's a part of our everyday lives I think there are probably other people who who feel like they they would love to streamline their look a little bit more mm. and have a bit more of a kind of imprint or yeah dna and their kind of look i think for those people if they feel like god one day i'm the rainbow another yeah. day if, if that's your bag and you like mixing it up great but if there are others who sort of Consciously want yeah. to make some changes, and I guess it is a good or m- perhaps
4: maybe for your working wardrobe. If you kind of you need to convey certain things, and I think it's a good yeah. reminder. I guess um, yeah, I like it's it. a
1: nice reminder. That where's good, my bit of sure. where's my bit of cool? Where's yeah. my bit of yeah. edge? Where's my? There's got to be something in there exactly. That... And
4: and it could be as simple as okay, like it's these shoes. I just need to change the shoes, or I need to add like a statement earring. or So whatever. what's yours? Mine are going to be very surgical so i good. <laughs> <laughs> I do also have something though, French, where I um. Um, caroline demagri did a video once she said when you look yourself in a mirror don't look at your face just look at the outfit because, oh my god yeah. so true isn't it because otherwise i think you not judging your outfit you're judging that spot I your or your
1: dirty hair yeah, or, or your whatever or how well you've applied your
4: makeup or your hair yeah. do you know shit. she
3: also said something else which has stuck with me forever that the older she gets she has to iron her clothes because her face is more wrinkly Yes, and I, I think it's so true. I was like, she's like, before she could get away with a creased t-shirt because her face didn't have the lines, but you now can't have lines on your face and your clothes. So she always wears That's an iron hilarious. shirt. Yeah. So true. are I also say
1: that unironed clothes is not okay? I but, love an iron. Oh my God, love an iron. An, an iron, iron t-shirt is nothing better than getting oh. an iron t-shirt. Oh, wow, iron clothes. Anyway, it's pet peeve. Um, we're going to talk about rental on the subject of fashion. So it would, I'm, I'm just coming back in the room. I had to stop and go to Lou. So that person... You said, "Could I last a three-hour flight without going to the loo? Obviously not. <laughs> I can last a podcast without going to the loo. Uh, and what did I miss? Laura, and I heard a lot of laughter yeah, from the Laura
4: And I were just talking about age and what age you think you are. And I, I, at the moment, I keep saying I'm the year older than I am because I keep thinking about my life next year because this year is basically a
1: write-off. Me so, too. I keep telling people I'm a forty-year-old woman. and I'm, like, I'm not. 40 I know what and, am I doing? Ayola, you did the same yeah. when you said you were. Like, older I'm thirty-three. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> you did as well. Yeah.
4: Anyway, we were talking about." this is 40 which is one of my favourite films it's one of the few films I've seen in the cinema and I've actually nearly wet myself from laughter it is that funny. is it's it how got... can
3: we find it Will it be on like Amazon it will be or something yeah it'll
4: be on Amazon or Netflix anyway it's got is Paul, it trash Paul Rudd it's no it's not trash it's, it's just hilarious it's um the same writer knocked up or something knocked or... up exactly the same writer behind that oh. yeah anyway what the main character she's about to turn 40 and she lies at her age having a gynecologist appointment <laughs> and he says that he can tell the age of her by the rings <laughs>
1: Anyway, it's brilliant. And it's really...
4: Um, Watch it with your husbands. It will ring true, I'm sure.
1: With your husbands? Yeah, definitely. On the subject of lying about your age, I had some friends who went on holiday this summer and she went to check her children into kids' club. And she got to kids' club and they said, the minimum age is four. How old's your daughter? Is your daughter four? She went, yeah, yeah, she's four. And the woman said, so what's her date of birth? And she was thinking, shit, shit, shit. Well, my middle child's that age. So she went, "Um, the second... Of the 8th um, 2016 she went, oh so she's literally just turned four last week she goes yup just last week <laughs> just last week <laughs> apparently her eldest son came out of the kids club later and went straight up to the little girl and said how old are you when out of three and a half <laughs> oh no I've done that though anyway I laughed she said she came out of the kids club went back to her husband's age and went right I've just, li- just had to lie to the kids club he's like what did you do that for <laughs> Because they got our part oh, of it. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. So, when I was on holiday and I went along on to Kids Club and I was filling in the date of birth, I was laughing to myself. <laughs> I mean, how awkward. She's like, they knew so well that I was lying. She's like, yeah, the party was amazing. Bouncy castles, entertainers. Oh, anyway. <laughs> sweet. Anyway, back to fashion, rentals. I feel like. coronavirus, sustainability, I feel like everyone's a bit more mindful as a consumer. Maybe the message is just eventually getting through, or we're just realising that life is delicate, planet is delicate, and we need to be more responsible, and, you know, plastic bags, and, you know, oh, there's there's been a
3: lot... The David Attenborough programme that was on last night. Oh, what was that? Extinction. I actually didn't watch all of it after my nightmare day, but... I've heard people are just crying after it. it's just terrifying. It's the state of our world. Oh, yeah. Oh, god. But it will highlight
1: exactly this point. Oh, really? Mm. God, I don't know. I should watch it. Mm. It's depressing watching that kind of thing. Really mm. depressing. I listened to a podcast with the Duchess of York talking about water and just how the, the world's going to run out of water. Mm. So I thought, god, anyway. extension BBC One, I imagine. Yeah. Okay good thing to watch with one with one's children although i feel like we are bringing up a generation that's way more aware of so the much. planet my children are always putting me up saying "Mummy, don't buy a plastic water bottle you you know they're they're really on it which mm. is great anyway what the point i was making was vintage buying pre-loved there's a real boom and actually i remember seven years ago when i started shit out, so there were quite a lot of rental businesses and then and none of them really made it but i feel like they're back now and there's Her isn't there. I think there's something called My Wardrobe. There's Cocoon, which is a handbag rental site. Uh, Lou, how exactly does that one work?
4: So Cocoon is a handbag subscription service. So obviously like some of the other rental sites where you can hire a product for a day, a week, this is a monthly subscription, which I think is such a fantastic idea because not only is it a great sustainable angle, but also handbags are so expensive these days. Yeah, Gone cringe, are the days like, where you crazy. could get something for five, six hundred. Well, you can, but, does, you know, those designer labels now, they are all upward of probably fifteen hundred, which is God, extortionate. Too, I mean, Santa nudging two grand these yeah, days. It's I mean, crazy. So I think this is such a good way also to be able to try before you buy. And you've got a month of, of using it. A handbag, I don't think is something where you sort of, you just wear it once. So I think I would want to have it for a month to really test it out, see if it works for you with your wardrobe and the size of it and the fabric of it and what you like. And I think this is such an incredible platform. So Um, it's a
1: subscription service. So you're locked in. So you're committing to it for. Yeah. A year or whatever it is. And there's three
4: tiers between 49 and 99 pounds, depending on the types of bags that you want to be accessible to. So there's contemporary brands like Wandler up to Chanel and um, They've got, yeah, Celine. they've got
1: Bottega on there. Yeah, they've there's got... pretty
4: much, and, and I think also there's kind of really hot bags where Fleury. there's insane wait lists for, it's a great way to be able to sort of hop on the trend bandwagon, but not mm. be parting with. Thousands and thousands of
1: pounds. Yeah. I think, I think we've just got to readjust our mindsets as consumers. I think it'll be really interesting sort of looking forward. I mean, we've got our heads around it with dresses, I think, to events and the fact that you buy a dress to a wedding yeah. and as a big groom, you don't necessarily want to. Although I'm actually so okay with wearing the same dress again if it's something I love and I feel yeah. good in. Yeah. But I do think just as a consumer, as consumers, we're all going to change that. Yeah. Although, Georgie, we've often talked about when you see
4: yourself in a dress on video or in lots of photos, then you start to... I know. I don't know, it's kind of slightly ruins the relationship we have with it. Yeah. to kind of kind of keep it
1: private. I know, doing our job. <laughs> I sort of, I quite often buy something new and I'll write and I'm like, oh, I feel like the whole world's seen that seen now. It. I don't yeah. really love wearing it so much, but... Anyway, I think if you love something, you've got to keep wearing it. Adiola, where do you stand on buying pre-loved, on rental sites, on...
2: I think this idea is great, especially because there are certain it bags that are just nice for the season. And you just want to be seen wearing it for that season and you don't Mm -hmm. want to always keep it. So like the Bottega bags are so expensive. So expensive. And I wouldn't be able to justify spending that amount of money, but I might just want to be seen, you know, having it for an event. And then just knowing that I can have it for a month and then on yeah. to the next bag I think is an yeah. amazing idea I know you're not parting with too. too much money yeah. it's cool it's cool Laura you're in
1: yeah
3: definitely I need to be better <laughs> I know I know, I, know. Yeah, I think it's just
1: it's just a, it's a whole different mindset yeah. mm. cars dogs husbands <laughs> children <laughs> now there's a thought uh, maybe that's my next business idea anyway on that note I think we're going to call it a day thank you so much ladies Thank you, Adiola. Thank
2: you for having oh, me. Lovely
1: to have you. <laughs> That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do. Please rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends and we will be back soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi.